Oh, what's that? You got a podcast? Where can I find it? Oh, very cool. You think that podcast makes you cool? It doesn't. You know why? Because everybody has a podcast. I've got a podcast. You've got a podcast. He's got a podcast. She's got a podcast. According to podcasthosting.org, as of October of 2020, there are about 1.5 million podcasts out there with over 34 million episodes. So in a sea of podcasts, how do we separate the wheat from the chaff, if you will? How do we find good content in a sea of mediocre and bad content? Obviously, you found Not in the Mood, so you found good content. Congratulations. Thanks for joining us. Unfortunately, though, for many of us out there trying to make our way in the podcasting world, it's really hard to get ahead. It's really hard to market your podcast because there's just so dadgum many of them out there. And as we talked about at the beginning of this little experiment here, Not in the Mood with Daryl Moody, I told you guys, I've never listened to a podcast. I still have not listened to a podcast. We're approaching our 30th episode of Not in the Mood, and I have yet to listen to a single podcast. The reason why, I just don't want to be influenced. I'm doing this kind of on my own. I'm doing this without any direction, and I just kind of want to find my way and then listen to the experts. But before we get there, I need a roadmap. I need to figure out how to make my podcast, Not in the Mood with Daryl Moody. I got to figure out how to make it successful. So I found an expert. I reached out to a Tracy DeForge. She is the founder and CEO of Producer Podcast. She's also the creator of PodHive, an online community for podcasters. So I wanted to ask her a little bit, you know, how do I, how do I take this, this idea for a podcast? How do I get it on the, on the air? How do I get it out there so people can consume it? And how do I market it? How do I make money with it? So I talked to Tracy about this. I've got the entire conversation ahead of us. It's about 20 minutes. If you have any interest whatsoever in getting into the podcast game, and it seems like everybody wants to get in the podcast game now. It's not even just quote-unquote new media. We've got age-old radio companies now getting into the podcast game, promoting podcasts. Our company, Cox Media Group, does the same thing. Each one of our stations has multiple podcasts. Mine is one of three that we produce specifically uh, from our station, WDBO. So I wanted to talk to Tracy about podcasting. How do you start one from scratch? How do you get it on the internet? How do you promote it? How do you make money with it? And of course, my first question to Tracy is, am I too late to get into the podcast game? Well, I think, you know, your question begs a bigger picture point, which is, are there too many podcasts and is it too late to start one? And the reality of the situation is, is that there has been a huge amount of growth. When I started Producer Podcast in 2016, there were less than 350,000 podcasts. Now there are over 1.2 million. And that amount of growth really uh, happened exponentially between the end of 2019 and where we are now because that went from 850 to 1.2 million since December of 2019. So yes, there has been a huge growth trajectory. But when you think about how many Twitter accounts there are, how many YouTube accounts there are, how many Facebook accounts there are, there are in the millions and billions, if you will. And so with podcasting, it's still yet in its infancy, and there's still a wide open space. The broadcast radio side of things gets really interesting because um, it's a fine line between taking a, a repurposed morning show and turning it into a podcast versus creating really enriching 
engaging content as a host of a radio show and then becoming the host of a podcast. Now, I feel like, unfortunately, I have fallen into fallen on the first crutch that you talked about. And that's, you know, you repurpose your morning show and you call it a podcast for me. Um, I wouldn't quite say it's it's me being lazy and using an, an, an interview that I already have as much as it is, you know, as a reporter, you know, I only have 30 or 40 seconds to tell a given story, whereas I can have, you know, a, a conversation with somebody in a phone interview that, that takes 10 or 15 minutes and is really uh, riveting stuff. So whereas a podcast gives me an opportunity to share that. And with mine, I kind of open it up with a monologue where I kind of give my position on the issue and then we go into the interview. But, uh, you know, as somebody trying to generate fresh content on a daily or weekly basis, how do we avoid falling into those ruts? Well, the thing with creating content and podcasting that is a really big asset, actually, is that, well, there's twofold. One is, I think I get asked quite often, when I start a podcast, am I going to run out of things to say? And I think part of that's just human nature and fear in terms of not really um, having had the experience. But when you are creating content on a specific topic or specific subject, then you can go back and forth between current events. You can uh, bring back um, stories that might have been archived but then become more relative today for whatever reason of what's current happening in the press. And then at the same time, there's also never a shortage of people who want to hear good news and good uh, stories about people doing good things. And the world is full of those kind of stories. And I think that it all depends on how you're focusing and creating your content. But um, you just have to look around and be creative in terms of not falling into the same Trap or in the even with the same format, I think a lot of times people only think of podcasting as a Q Q and A uh, host ask interviewing a guest. But you can create uh, your format for your podcast and have blocks of content within that that is current events or um, special uh, tips or history archives. So there are lots of ways to be creative in doing that. All right, so let's say you've got a great idea for a podcast. You've, you've got something that, that you really think is going to be entertaining. How do you go from having an idea? Let's say you've already got one in the can. Let's say you've already recorded you know, a 15, 20-minute podcast that you think is just solid gold. How do you get that thing onto Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts? How do you get it out there to the masses? Okay, well, that's not an easy question to answer. <laughs> I mean, you can absolutely start your podcast, and there are all different ways, budgets, types of podcasts. Um, I think the first thing that you want to determine is the type of content that you want to create. And once you start creating that, deciding how you want it to be distributed and what platforms you want it distributed on. Apple Podcasts is still the number one platform, and in order to do that, you do have to have your podcast uh, recorded and, you know, in an MP3 format and submit it for approval through Apple Podcasts. But once you have that approval, you can then distribute it 
in so many ways uh, through all of the other platforms like Google Podcasts and Spotify and um, and pretty much with that RSS feed that you generate, you have all access to the other platforms, even iHeart Radio, or uh, which has a podcast network, and Radio.com, which has a podcast network. Those can all be submitted once you have secured and launched your podcast and have an RSS feed to be able to distribute it that way. Okay, dumb that down for me. What, what, okay. what, what does that mean? <laughs> So what that means is that um, I think one of the best ways to explain where you go from if you're if you're a novice and you're just now thinking about launching a podcast, where you go from hey I just recorded this great episode to I want to have it out into the world. The next step for that is securing a hosting platform. And I like to explain it this way because people are so familiar with websites and web building versus podcasting is still very new. So if you um, if you are building a website, you have to have it hosted. So, for example, if you're building a website, it needs to be on GoDaddy or it needs to be on Squarespace. Well, the same thing happens with podcasting is that you have to have a place where that audio lives. So you would want to sign up for there are multiple platforms out there ranging from Anchor that's owned by Spotify up to um, Lipson, which has, is a company that's been around for a really long time that's well-recognized in the podcasting space. And you literally sign up for a platform like that, and then you begin the process of uploading your audio file. And once it's uploaded and lives there, then you can at that point connect it to the Apples, the Spotify's, the Google Podcasts, the um, the other platforms that you mentioned. Now, for somebody starting off, maybe doing this as a hobby or, or maybe testing the waters, uh, what's the cost involved in that? Well, the the cost is a great question as well because you can start with as small of an investment or as big of an investment as you want to make. And what I mean by that is that if you were starting out as a hobby podcaster, you just wanted to see how it was going to go, you're not even sure you're really going to like it, then you can begin on platforms. One of the most popular platforms for new beginners is the Anchor platform because it keeps it as simple as recording an episode in your phone and then being able to take that episode and upload it directly to Anchor. Now, that is a super simplified version because that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you can interview other people. It means that you could, if you wanted to just have maybe a 15-minute podcast where you give tips out, let's say if you're an interior designer and you want to just give out interior designer tips, then you could easily do that by recording that into your phone and uploading it to Anchor. And the mid-range of podcasting in terms of budget would be that you recorded your podcast on uh, Zoom. I think everybody knows what Zoom is right now because of the pandemic. People have been using it to stay in touch with their families and using it for working remotely. So there are platforms uh, like Zoom. Uh, Squadcast.fm is probably a great resource because they're, it's made by podcasters for podcasters where it's similar to Zoom, but you're recording your guest on that same type of um, use 
uh, type of ease of use as Zoom. And then you can either edit that podcast yourself to save resources, or if you're not technically uh, adept in that, then you can start to hire people then to edit your recording all the way up to and including what Producer Podcast offers, which is full-service podcast production, where if you're using the podcast uh, for your marketing as a marketing tool for your business, you don't even have to worry about any of the technology you're essentially delegating everything out and just focusing on your content and you have a, your own engineer and your own um, ambassador to help you produce and release your podcast. So there are all ranges and types of ways to get into the space financially. Let's say you, you've, done the, you've, you've, you've completed those steps. You've got your podcast out there. You're, you're, you're having uh, some fun with it. You're, you're enjoying it. You're getting a little bit of feedback from your friends. Now you want to really take this to market. Now you got to promote this thing. How can you do that organically or on a budget? Like I said, you know, imagine somebody's doing this all on their own. How do they promote their growing podcast? The best way to promote the podcast organically is to start with your social media account. Uh, even if it's a passion podcast, most people have an Instagram account or they have a Facebook account, even if it's their personal account. So the platforms that I was referencing, they make it very easy to uh, promote on social media because once you release that episode, if you've connected your social media account to the platform, it will actually automatically post when your episode releases right away. The Probably the biggest uh, mistake that people make, though, with promoting their podcast is that they only post it on the day that the episode releases. So if you're, if you're strapped for a budget and you don't have the ability to pay for digital marketing or other types of paid services, then you really want to optimize the organic aspect of social media and you want to post on the day that it releases. But you also want to have a strategy where you can post four or five different times between episodes. So there are a lot of things that you can do um, when people are scrolling through social media. You might see a quote in a tile, a graphic tile, and that's something that you can take content out of something that your guest said. Um, it's also important if you interview your, a guest to put their picture in your marketing uh, episode graphic so that your guest is more willing to share it because it has their picture in it. So to be able to grow your audience on zero or no budget, the best way to do that is to consistently release them and then consistently market through your social media about them and to start collecting email addresses. Uh, one of the most underserved ways to promote a podcast that's not very expensive, in fact, you can get a free MailerLite or MailChimp account up to a certain number of email addresses, you should send out a newsletter every time you release an episode, even if your list only is starting out with five people, as you continue to consistently release and continue to promote, that list will grow. And then the third thing is um, being a guest on other people's podcasts. The only thing that that takes is your time. And so if you have the opportunity to be the guest on other people's podcasts, then they will be sharing out information about you and your podcast. 
Excellent. Uh, okay, let's talk about monetizing this thing. Obviously, you know, we're in this to quit our day jobs. So how do you begin to turn this thing from a hobby, you know, and a passion into something that uh, pays the rent? <laughs> well, you are not the first person who has ever asked me that question. I can tell you that much. Um, and one of the things that I recommend is, looking around at the people that you know and that know you. So if you are, for example, wanting to monetize your podcast to grow your business, then look at, and I'm going to continue on with this in, in, interior design podcast concept. So let's say that you've launched your podcast, you're really trying to grow your podcast to grow your interior design business. Then the thing that you want to do is, Look at vendors that you've been working with for a long time. Have you been purchasing blinds or carpet or wallpaper from the same vendor? And if that's the case, then asking people if they want to be aligned with your podcast who already know you and who have already done business with you, they're much more likely to say yes, even if your audience numbers are small or in the infancy of just getting started because they know you and they know the kind of product that you will produce and the kind of work ethic and things that you have. So don't ignore your immediate network, um, friends and family who may own a business or friends and family who may just want to be support you. And if it's a passion podcast, something that you are doing as a hobby that's not related to your business, then there are platforms out there. Uh, one of the most popular platforms is called Patreon and Patreon is a, uh, Similar to crowdfunding, but it is more, it's the combination between crowdfunding and membership, paying for a membership. So you can actually activate an account with Patreon and ask people to make a donation or support your podcast. And then uh, if you want to actually get people even more engaged and, and provide or maybe donate or support you in larger ways, then you can even have merchandise created for your podcast. And the higher level that they support your podcast, then they might get free merch. So obviously you do this for a living yourself. Can you share with us any real world examples of folks who have kind of organically grown their podcast and, and, and really had some success with it? Well, it's interesting that you asked me that based on the fact that I keep going back to this concept hypothetically of an interior design podcast. So I feel compelled to close the loop on that with one of the first clients that Produce Your Podcast um, ever had four-plus uh, four years ago is a, is a business based out of Atlanta, Georgia, that is uh, – their business is Kendrick and Cole Interiors, but the name of their podcast is Inside Design. When they very first started out, they did not have any sponsorship. Then they took the advice that I just suggested, and they went out to some of their vendors' um, them, like a Sherwin-Williams, for example. And based on that, then they were able to then grow their uh, their show. Their audience kept growing. They were uh, you know, reaching a wider audience at that point. Then they were asked to um, have their show be live at the furniture market and um, some of the trade industry trade shows. And in addition to that, now they have on their website – people can go directly to their website and sign up to be a sponsor of their show. So they are a really, really strong example of starting out with no 
of advertisers or sponsorships whatsoever, and over the course of these last four years have not only grown their sponsorships and their podcasts, but now you can actually, you know, sponsor their podcast online if you choose to do that. So that's a pretty solid example. But honestly, there are many ways that you can monetize your podcast outside of just traditional advertising and sponsorships, you can use it to drive traffic to your website, to sell online courses, products, merchandise, e-commerce. And people have to think outside the box of what is monetizing a podcast really mean because it doesn't have to mean that someone puts a 15-second or 30-second um, similar to radio commercial within the show. People can sponsor the show we have a um, a lot of success with people using it to uh, sell books, authors, coaches, consultants, online programs, membership programs. So it's very effective in that way. And, uh, the last research that I saw, eMarketer, um, in 2019 said that podcasting was the most effective marketing platform for that reason. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Tracy DeForge. She is the founder and CEO of Producer Podcast, creator of the Pod Hive. That's an online community for podcasters. And if you are, like I said, if you're considering doing your own podcast for whatever reason, to market your particular business, a particular product, whether it's a hobby, a passion podcast like she was talking about, by all means, use Tracy's advice. Follow that roadmap to achieve success with your podcast. I'm going to try and do the same things myself, starting with begging you, to help me market this thing. So if you listen to Not in the Mood every week and you like the podcast, number one, subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes are posted. Second of all, share it with your friends. Please share it with your friends. Tell your friends about it. Tell them about it on social media. Tell them about it conversationally. Force them to listen to this podcast. Maybe they'll like it. Maybe they won't. I don't know. 